Hi, and welcome. We're delighted that you've joined us here at Tell Me Where to Go, where you'll hear travel tales from all over the world designed to inspire, inform, and get you travelling around this wonderful world. Now, look, I'm a bit of an airline geek. I love planes. I live under a flight path, and I've got my flight radar 24 out just to check to see what's flying overhead every now and then, and I like to check it to see where planes are and what's happening, and I just love flying on new types of aircraft, and I love to go anywhere on a plane. And today, I'm speaking to David Bowden. Now, David is a very fortunate fellow. He was on the inaugural Singapore Airlines flight that flew from Singapore non-stop to Newark in New Jersey. They have reinstituted that flight now, and they are, instead of flying to Newark, the Singapore Airlines is now flying direct to JFK, which is the proper New York airport. David, welcome to tellmewheretogo.com and you are going to tell me where you went, I understand. How are you going? Hi, Steve. Yes, like you, I share all forms of travel, I think. I especially love trains, but yes. You've written several books on trains. We must have a discussion about trains because I might be a bit of a plane geek, but I'm an even bigger train geek as well. Looking forward to that conversation. But yes, as you say, I was on that flight to New York, a bit of a challenge to get a train to New York from Singapore. But uh, So I did it on a Singapore Airlines, which has just reinstated, as you say, the flight to New York. But now they're flying into John F. Kennedy. And the reason that Singapore Airlines has put up is that it's closer to their cargo suppliers. So I suspect this flight is not only for passengers, but also cargo. So uh, good to see it's back on. And they have introduced on their A350-900 Airbus, they've introduced 187 economy Right. to go with business and premium economy. I believe that when you went on the inaugural flight, you were sitting up in business class. And a business class on an A350 is actually rather special, isn't it? It's very comfortable. Whilst I haven't found it on the SQ A350, I bet it is just magnificent because Singapore Airlines is one of the best airlines in the world, aren't they? Well, consistently, they if, if you ask anyone who consistently wins awards, uh, Singapore's certainly up there with the top uh, few. But yes, I suppose first impressions are very important. When you walk in onto the, the Airbus A350, the amount of space. And in business class, interestingly, there are no centre bins. So the only bins for your luggage are on the side. You've got this whole middle section. So the seating is one to one in business. Two seats in the middle have got no bin above it. So you've got this just looks so spacious. And of course, the special lighting they have. The seats, obviously, anywhere in business class is going to be spacious. That's what you expect. Singapore, you get the added service level. Certainly was special. That's where they are very special in their service. And I would imagine as well, it's the the whole experience arriving at the airport, going into the business class lounge. There's something special about that as well, isn't there? I agree with you. It's it's, it's the pre, the journey and the post 
journey experience of getting your bag off first and uh, getting preferential or getting through customs and immigration a lot quicker. So, yes, obviously, if you travel business class, you expect business class service. You've got to bear in mind, you know, it's the longest non-stop commercial flight. It's not the longest flight ever recorded. The longest recorded flight is dates back to 1989 when Qantas 747-400 flew from London to Sydney non-stop in under 20 hours. That was 18,000 kilometres. That was a special flight, the re- delivery of the plane, extra fuel and virtually nothing on board. And then they flew that direct currently the longest flight in is 19 hours. So this is one of the things that I think as a passenger on a plane, if you're on there for 19 hours, you've got to be something to occupy <laughs> you. exactly right, yeah. With Singapore Airlines, of course, you've got many options. Mm-hmm. And for me, I, I always have to do something on a plane so I don't get on a plane and do nothing. So I have things planned. And of course, sleeping is one of those things. I really appreciated was uh, the food and the, the wine on the plane, uh, entertainment and just basically being quiet and being able to sleep, do a whole range yeah. of different things. And I think people need to do that. I think also the A350, from my experience, is a very, very comfortable plane to fly on. It's very, very smooth when it's in the air. But because it's almost a composite plane, that means that the interior is a bit more comfortable. They can muck around with the air conditioning and stuff like that. Normally when you do a long flight, particularly if you're up the back, you feel a little bit grotty when you arrive at your destination. But I found that on the A350, you didn't really have that experience. You felt pretty fresh still. It depends where you're sitting on the planes, of course, how refreshed you are when you get off. With the new flight, the reinstate of this flight to JFK in New York, is that they've got a a fair chunk of the plane now is economy class and it could be 18 hours, 19 hours in economy and the seating configuration now is 187 economy class seats. I mean, you could never do New York in 18 hours before. You would have always had to change planes at least once probably twice, depending on when you flew. I live in Perth in Western Australia, and so for me, it doesn't matter where I go in the world, I have to change planes somewhere. So to go non-stop in 18 hours, to me, that's a saving of time. And I think you're right. So so for people who are looking to get somewhere without any change of planes, going to be three or four hours at least. And and for you living in Perth, it's probably quicker to go up to Singapore and then fly straight across. Well, it would be, yeah. That's exactly right. While 18 hours may or 19 hours now may sound like a long time, it's it's probably the most efficient way to spend the time. I looked at Singapore Airlines flight path and it goes very far north and it's going up really almost to the Arctic. And they do that because it's actually the shortest way to get there when you can fly near the poles. You're actually, it's a lot quicker to go up than around, if you know what I mean. And so for someone like me, actually getting that flight does save time because the flight between, say, Perth and Sydney and Perth and Singapore, that sector isn't all that great. Singapore is mildly longer, but not by much. And so to save time by going direct from Singapore to New York, that in terms of time would probably be better for me. My summary, I guess, of the flight is that it's difficult to 
find fault in anything that the the Singapore airline product. If you are finding fault, it's sort of just little bits and pieces, and that sounds like you're being a bit of a whinger if you do complain. I pay particular attention. I like to make sure that the wine they're serving is is suitable for the consumption of other passengers. Yeah. So I usually give the wines a bit of a test run. Very but, very civic um, minded and, of you. Know, very civic minded of you, I must say. Well, exactly. I mean, I don't do it because I enjoy it. I just do it for the comfort of other passengers. But I was quite impressed. One of the wines they serve is a very wonderful German Riesling. High altitude, low alcohol. It's it's a great wine. With the food, I I always look forward, especially if you're flying business or premium economy, I quite enjoyed the food because there was about half a dozen different options on the menu. You get different meals at different times, and it's not necessarily set. You can see you can set the pace yourself. But the food is, is superb and I imagine on the, the new flight to JFK will be exactly the same. When you fly from Singapore to New York you are crossing 12 time zones and it's possible for your body clock to go a little bit zonky I suppose you've really got to choose your meals depending on what time you feel it is. And perhaps that's another reason for having an extra glass of wine because it assures you that you'll get a, a decent night's sleep. Well, that's my argument. I'm sticking to it. Sometimes you eat out of boredom, but when you've got an exciting variety of menus to look at, yep. of course, there's something to look forward to. And I would say with Singapore Airlines, there's an incredible anticipation of, yeah. oh, I wonder what that dish is. Oh, that looks yes, interesting. And when you're reading it, you want to, you want yeah. to eat everything. A couple of questions. This is very, very important for frequent flyers. Are you a window seater or an aisle seater? Because nobody is a middle seater. I'm definitely an aisle person. Oh. And if I can get that emergency row, I will kill for it. The good thing in business on Singapore Airlines, everyone has an aisle yeah. seat. One, two, one. So really, it doesn't matter where you're sitting. Although I did find, and just a little tip for Singapore Airline flyers, the front row on the business class has got substantial extra leg room. So it's a bit of, bit of an inside tip. The seating arrangement or the sleeping arrangement, they call it the lazy Z. Okay. So you actually sleep in a Z shape. Okay. So you can imagine putting your knees up and if you look down, you'd, you'd have your, your bottom part, then you, your upper part of your legs, and then your body. So in the front row of the business, you, you don't have that. You don't have a seat in front of you, right. so there's very substantial legroom. The way the seating is done is all your bedding, and one thing I really love, you get three pillows when you go to bed, so you're actually when you go to sleep. They set up the bed, but everything is in the back of your seat. So if you decide you want to now go to sleep, you've actually got to get one of the crew to come and set the bed. Not a major issue because with Singapore Airlines, there's always someone there to help you. All the bedding, which involves sheeting and et cetera, and free pillows is basically back of your seat so they need to do a little bit of twisting and turning and get it all there. And how did you feel when you finally arrived at your destination after 19 hours in the air? Was it a little bit of excitement or were you just tired? I've got to get into New York. What was that experience like? Getting off the plane it was fine. After being in business class, you get up, it's just, yeah. you, you feel as fresh as a daisy. The journey into for Newark is, you know, maybe one hour into yeah. downtown yeah. New York. JFK will be marginally quicker. 
you know, a lot of people have done the journey before me, so it's not like you're the no. first person who've done it. The facility's fine. Your impression, you flew both ways. On the way back, I got that bulkhead seat right. down the front, so row one or two okay. or something, and it was a completely different experience, I must say, a lot more comfortable, but we're splitting hairs yeah. here when you're talking about business class. It's been wonderful talking to you about the Singapore Airlines, Singapore to, we can say it is a New York flight now, because it does now go to JFK, the world's longest non-stop commercial flight. Fantastic to hear yes. about it. I'm eager to try it myself. David Bowden, who's a travel writer, thank you very much for chatting to us on tellmewheretogo.com. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check back on our website for other stories, specialists, funny travel tales, and anything else you might need to plan and safely enjoy your next trip. We look forward to hearing you back again soon. Mm-hmm.